All right, welcome to Hello. the Go Touch Grass Patreon episode. Here we are. Here we are. Another week. Another week. Now, um, this episode's going to be about Keith Lee. We're back. Controversies <laughs> and updates. But before, I did want to address something very serious mm-hmm. that's t- trending online and I do think that we need to to make a statement about it. Yeah, I think um, we need to get our we need to get our take out on this as quickly as possible. Yeah, it can't get ahead be of it. Something that we wait about. Um, Drake's dick picture. Um, uh, dick video. Dick video. Um, um Millie did screen record it and sent it to it. me via Instagram DM. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I was shocked by it. I was shocked by it too. <laughs> now I will say that. It was big. It was long. It's People very say big. it's long and skinny, but it's it's big. But also, the amount that he was playing with it and it wasn't really reacting is concerning. You know what I mean? I know. I'm. There's no. It's a real. There's no way it's like a deep fake. I don't think so. Deep Drake. Deep Drake. <laughs> there's no way it's a deep I mean, Drake. <laughs> the 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 tinfoil hat conspiracy about it is that. You know, he was, people were shocked about the Megan's Law line mm-hmm. affecting Nicki Minaj because, you know, really the target and the ire of that thing was Drake and yeah. her ex. Yeah, because Drake is the one who like really went hard. But he's probably like the biggest name. I, I don't know if I necessarily... He was one of the biggest name people who came for her publicly he, he in, liked, in that song and shit. Yeah, he insinuated that she was a liar. Also, people say the Megan's Law thing could, like, be a aim because he was, like, te- he texts, like, minor. It yeah. It's been caught texting. Millie Bobby like, Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, And also, like, the BBL scars because he has been rumored to have liposuction and, like, the fake ab surgery. So... Um, yeah, like, so people were, like, he leaked his own dick pictures to get, so that we, because after the song came out, he archived his entire Instagram. Like, really? he went, yeah. Or, I did not know that he yeah. made such a big public move like that. That's. And then now his dick And pictures, now his dick pic has come out. And if it was, I feel out. that if it was a deep Drake, that narrative would be out already. Because yeah. with the Taylor Swift situation that happened recently with the AI nudes of Taylor Swift, I feel like they circulated briefly, and then it was very, like, tree pain got them to shut down the Taylor Swift trending yeah. hashtag. Like, it it was also, like, the narrative was always, like, there are fake, deep, there are deep fake nudes of Taylor Swift that are being shared. So I feel that it's Okay, these well, were- he didn't archive his whole Instagram, I'm sorry, but he hasn't posted, he, I think... He just hasn't posted in 17 weeks, and I think he did archive some posts. I'm not sure, but yeah, like, apparently he leaked his video. He confirms it. I don't know. So there's some interesting things here, but yeah, it's rumored to say he completely... It's funny to see which ones of which one of our friends follow Drake. <laughs> uh, I know I follow Drake Instagram. for a time. Do I follow Drake? Um, I'm checking. Raleigh Williams follows Drake. Raleigh called out. 
called out. Called out. Called out. Raleigh, called we're in. calling you in. Calling you in, Raleigh. Raleigh's name, on the Patreon. We name everyone who follows me. Yeah, well, I'll just say it's just funny. Raleigh was the funniest. All the other ones, I'm kind of not surprised. But <laughs> Raleigh is funny. And then, yeah. So, okay. So, his thing is an archive, but maybe that he had a post up since October, and then he archives that. I don't know, but that's like the rumor. Anyway, oh wait, what? Listen, there are a, a lot of rumors, floppy dick. But what we do know is that Drake has a big floppy dick, and, and that it there. doesn't work. I don't know. I'm just like, if you're playing with it, and it doesn't. No blood rushes. That's concerning to me. Yeah, I was disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was obviously when you click on something and you know it's going to be a video of Drake's dick. I was, like, it's not like I was completely flabbergasted. I went in knowing what I was getting into, but it's I was so still shocking. shocked by the content. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this, you know, unequivocally, Go Touch Grass does not believe in faking, I mean, in, in sharing people's news without their consent. Or faking their news. Or faking their news. Like, that's no. not okay. It is nuanced when it comes to Drake. <laughs> and, yeah, that's what I'll say about that. So, it's nuanced when it comes to Drake. <laughs> it's nuanced when it comes to Drake. There's rumors that he, conf- you know, that he did. There there hasn't been any, like, quick, swift, like, backlash to say that it's not his nudes. Not in the way yeah. that Tra- Taylor, Taylor got. That was immediate. I mean, her PR team is on overdrive. And that's, Overdrive. Dude. Uh, that's a discourse for a different day. But, Put a pin in that. But tree pain is, uh, there's no time off for tree pain these days. I mean, there's a lot of jet flying happening yeah. and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the, the town in Mapalonian, that clip where he's like, her team was like, knew that she misstepped by ignoring Celine and they like immediately scrambled and everything. So, all I'll say is this. And then we're putting a pin in the discourse. Okay. I watch the Grammys live. Mm-hmm. I am a, a Swifty to an extent. Yeah, you are. I'm a Swifty to an extent. I'm flying to Warsaw to see her, so. Warsaw, Poland. Warsaw, Poland to see her. When I was watching the Grammys, mm-hmm. and she got up there, and she scooped that award up from Celine Dion. Without even Without saying even hi. looking at her. I noticed. Mm-hmm. And Danny and I were both like, whoa, that oh, was weird. weird. So when people are like, you just look for every little thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I was not looking for every little thing. Yeah. I was looking for her to come up and accept her award and have fun. And I clocked it because it was so weird. It was weird. And, you know, like. So her team definitely Lana, yeah, saw the same thing. <laughs> did Lana even want to be on stage with her? That's a whole other thing. Put a pin in that discourse. Put a pin, and put a pin in all, in all the Swift scores. Okay, because... You know what? We'll have to add a $100 level where we talk about, talk Taylor, about Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> I know. Because um, I can't be talked... Chris Murphy, friend of the pod, even though I don't think he listens to the pod and we've never had him on, but I'm going to say... We should have him on. He, we should have him on. Friend of the pod had to shut his whole Twitter down because he tweeted out that clip and said it was crazy. He was like, oh, it was wild that she did this. He didn't even say, like, you know, like, fuck Taylor Swift, no. that bitch. And I feel like... And I don't think that's how he feels. He's not even not a Swifty. No. But he tweeted out the clip and he was like, this was wild. Whole Twitter is private. Wow. As of yesterday, why... whole Twitter is still private. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Um, don't talk is, about Taylor Swift lightly. Talk... And Chris is like, writes for Vanity Fair. And yeah. he has a really great podcast that recaps True Detective Season 4, uh, Night Country, which, yeah. you know, I'm going to see how they end it because I don't know how I feel about it so far. Okay. 
Let's get into that. Let's, Let's talk get into about another topic. controversial figure. <sighs> Where again, like I said in the beginning, before we talked about Drake's dick, um, Keith Lee is a controversial figure. And um, yeah, we haven't really chatted about Keith Lee since his debacle in Atlanta uh, that happened on October last year. Mm-hmm. But he's had a few controversies since. And I feel like the controversies always... Um, are symbolic, like are symbolic of fifteen different issues that happen at once. Yeah. So, just so you know, so I just wanted to talk about it. So, yeah. Keith Lee is a former MMA fighter turned food influencer, and he has over fifteen point four million followers on TikTok. He's based in Las Vegas, and again, he focuses on mom and pop non franchised restaurants. Um. You know, again, he's, like, very everyman palette. Uh, he likes reviewing place, places that people can go to. Tends to be, like, chicken wings, burgers, and stuff like that. And, again, like, a success story is when Keith Lee goes, visits a place, says the food is good. It has what's called the Keith Lee effect. Mm-hmm. And that restaurant will be, like, have a long line, you know. Yes. And, again, he focuses on restaurants. That have good food and good customer service, but the marketing is bad. Yes. And, like, people just don't know about it. I, I learned about this when we first yeah. discussed him with regards to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very good for us to review the information. I'm reviewing. About, we're reviewing the information about Keith Lee because we've gotten more. We, you know, the Patreon's growing every day. Yeah. Uh, we're getting more and more subscribers. Yeah. So My cousin. Is, my yeah. college friend. <laughs> So uh, as uh, we bring coworker. as we bring people into the fold, we might need to remind. Yeah, we're reminding, and also again, just emphasizing because I feel like this comes into play mm-hmm. later. You know, especially with some of the first controversies that we're going to talk about. It's that again, it's these mom and pop shops that have good food and good customer service, but don't have good marketing. And he wants to use his fifty million followers. To activate people to visit that place. Okay? Yes. So right now, he's going on a food tour around the country. And he gets his food to go. He usually sends his sister or his mom or his wife into the restaurant. They order from a fake name. And they eat the the food in his car. Right. Because he's so well known now at this point. Yeah, that exactly. if he orders under his own name and he appears there, he's not going to get the authentic, perhaps, experience. experience which I remember that... The authenticity is a huge part of, like, what built him exactly. to and be the Keith Lee that he is today. And he doesn't want to endorse somewhere that is not going to have a good thing, right? Yeah, a good experience. He wants to pretend to be just anybody so yeah. he knows how just anybody is treated when exactly. they go in. So, um, we talked about the Keith Lee versus Atlanta thing. Just, like, since we've talked about the Keith Lee versus Atlanta, that sent a shockwave. It, like, really shook up. The Atlanta food seed so bad that they had a community town hall. Wow. With all the restaurant leaders and every owner and everything of every restaurant in Atlanta. And they talked about how they can do better as a food scene and as a city to make it better for their customers because Keith Lee called them out. Damn. So again, the impact of this man cannot be understated. Yeah, that's like as if like a documentary or like 60 Minutes had yeah. come out that was like, things are crazy in the Atlanta food scene. And again, you know, nothing that Keith Lee is saying is new. Mm-hmm. Like these are complaints that people have always had. 
But again, his platform and I guess his storytelling style, you know, where he can like cut it down in three minutes and stuff like, and his experience, he really um kind of exemplifies or like brings it to the fold. Okay, so the first controversy we're going to discuss is Keith Lee versus New York City. <gasps> I know. So I think just, I was aware that he came here. I feel yeah. like that, because we parts of this have made it to my FYP, but Millie is the expert, and I feel that yeah. the fact that he was in New York made it to my FYP. Okay. So in December 2023, Keith Lee visited New York and got a DM telling him to visit Taste Buds Deli, okay. a black-owned deli based in Jamaica, Queens. Keith Lee went, and he ordered a salmon chopped cheese. And gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Now, if you don't know, a chopped cheese sandwich is made on a grill with ground beef, typically preformed ground beef patties, and it has onions, adobo, and other seasonings, and cheese, which are all topped together on a grill. And as the meat and onions cook, the cheese melts. So it's literally a chopped cheese burger. Yeah. It's kind of an iconic New York, New York. Like, it's like kind of the New York take on a Philly cheese sandwich. Yes. Um... It's served typically with lettuce, tomatoes, and condiments on a hero or a roll. So the salmon chopped cheese, which Keith, was, Keith said, quote, from Taste Bud Deli, was like, is a little salty in my opinion, but it's good. It tastes exactly what it is. Seasoned salmon with a bunch of sauce, tomatoes, some lettuce, and cheese. Well, at least Keith Lee broke the internet with this video. The video got 7.3 million views oh and nearly 16,000 comments. Most were from angry New Yorkers saying that he disrespected the New York uh, food scene when he ordered the salmon version, which is an abomination. <laughs> I did. I will say, I wanted to let you through and, it. I thought it was odd. Yeah. <laughs> I I was, was so my question choice. is, Elise, you famously love salmon. I do love salmon. I wouldn't would be getting a salmon eat, chopped cheese. Would you eat a salmon chopped cheese? That's not... Here's the thing. It's like, mm -hmm. it's one thing to switch out certain types of meat. Yeah. But to switch out a beef for a seafood and expect it to expect the dish that is usually served with ground beef to be the same, to act, it, that, I don't feel that you should be judging based on that. If you want to eat a salmon chopped cheese, yeah. God bless you. But if you're coming to rate the restaurant and rate their food, you should have the traditional chopped cheese. Interesting. So he did also order the chopped cheese and the okay. same thing. He ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese, a chopped cheese, and the salmon chopped cheese. Okay. So Daquan, That makes me feel a little different okay. about the reveal. Daquan Bowers, owner of Taste Buds, recalled creating the sandwich specifically for himself and for his sister who doesn't eat meat that much, and he decided to add it to the menu. And... um. Since Keith Lee uh, ordered that thing and posted it, like, he's gotten, this was reported to the New York Post oh days after the controversy, um, that the, the sandwich is called the Too Smooth Sandwich, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, they've gotten a lot of orders of it, you know, with the Keith Lee effect on the business. Yeah. But again, controversial, Keith Lee had to leave this response. It is very funny to be this big online and the things you have to respond to and like make statements about. Well, again, it was so big. People were like, it's such an abomination that Keith Lee, it kind of fucked up the rest of his visit. Honestly, 
That's so funny. We are officially back home from New York. Let's talk about it. New York was definitely the most interesting stop on the food tour so far. The food wasn't the issue at all. The people who follow me from New York wasn't the issue at all. It was the unwelcoming feeling we got the whole time we was there. We'll start with the salmon chopped cheese. Now, the first day we was there, we got over a thousand recommendations of places to go. That was after I made a video asking New York natives to give me recommendations. So, which I assume, once I was getting recommendations, they were from New York natives. Also, I asked restaurants who have great food, great customer service, but need marketing to reach out. Which, unlike other spots on the food tour, not a lot did. So, I had to go based on recommendations much more than I did in other spots. And the first one we ended up going to was Taste Buzz Deli. Taste Buzz Deli is a newly opened black-owned deli in New York. It's in Queens. And in a message that was sent, the lady told me the salmon chopped cheese was one of her favorites. So I tried it. And I was quickly met with two different reactions. One was outraged for the fact that I tried the salmon chopped cheese. And two was outraged that I came to New York and tried to chop cheese at all. So it was like a double-edged sword. I was getting a bunch of messages to go try another chopped cheese from somewhere else. But then at the same time, I was getting more messages saying don't try chopped cheese at all and try more diverse food. So it was like no matter what I tried from that point on, I couldn't win for losing. It wasn't the comments towards me or the videos towards me that bothered me. It was the comments in the videos towards the small restaurants that we were going to that were getting unnecessary hate just for trying anything different. But we went with the intentions of going to a place that had great food, great customer service, but didn't have a marketing like we always do and i understand a salmon chopped cheese isn't traditional i didn't make it <laughs> that's one of the things keeping me confused i just tried something that somebody told me to try like i always do i just eat food at the end of the day but that started a wave of us not being welcomed anywhere it almost became a thing of pride to say the keith lee effect doesn't work in new york and new york natives took every chance they could to let me know i wasn't welcome there and at first it started as jokes, but the more we were there, people were taking pride in the fact that the Keith Lee effect wasn't working, which in reality, the Keith Lee effect is just blessing people. But that's not to say we wasn't still blessed enough to do amazing things in New York, because we were. So this is a post of the Keith Lee defect on Tamarind Island. I'll tell you about that in a second. And Tamarind Island, before they were posted at 200 followers and after Keith Lee posted. Keith Lee is back in New York City doing food reviews. The new black-owned deli in Jamaica, Queens is called Taste Buds. Five brothers with roots all over the borough are proud owners. We've got to show our own people that it's possible for us to have our own, especially in our own communities. The idea of the salmon chopped cheese came about from one of their sisters because one of the owners doesn't really eat meat. The secret is the quality of the protein. Wild caught Alaskan salmon. And then somebody said, thank you for posting. Um, and on top of that, we met some amazing people and our family's merch dropped while we was out there. It's only two days left for the pre-order. Buy the family merch. Today's Wednesday. Pre-order stops Friday at 10 a.m. So if you want it, go get it. So to recap, we on to the next city. I'm blessed and I'm thankful just to be here, as always. And furthermore, I've never taken credit for any of this. I've always said it and I've always meant it. I'm just a vessel. I just do what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And whatever that is, I'm going to do it. I still got a couple of videos in a vault from New York and Houston. So I'm going to drop those in the next few days. But we're going to enjoy the holidays as a family. And I'll see y'all soon. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Y'all be safe. We are officially back home from New York. Let's talk about it. New York was definitely the most interesting stop on a food tour. So okay, so thoughts, Elise? Wow, I have so many thoughts. Mm -hmm. Number one, this is a very New York situation, yeah. and I believe him 100% that a bunch of people started being like, you came to affect our restaurants, not New York. Yeah. Like, I 100% believe that. I sometimes do think that New Yorkers online act a little crazy. Well, a lot of people don't even live here anymore, and they have, like, strong opinions. And yeah. it's like, you didn't even go here. Um, and, yeah, like, like, what Keith Lee says, like, what he found was, which one of the other videos he did was Tamarind Island, which mm -hmm. I shared, which basically somebody's like, you have to go to this place. And it's a mom and pop shop, but, which was called like Roti something. And it was like a Guyanese kind of like whatever um, place that does doubles. But it was already so popular. 
And yeah. they're like, listen, we don't really, we're already slammed all the time. We don't really need the marketing, but here's a restaurant that kind of does our same food that's down the street or around the corner that, and they need the help. And then he, he reviewed that restaurant and that was Tamarind Island. And he did, again, they started off with 200 followers on Instagram and now they have like over 12,000. So that's, I think that's cool. Like that's a cool way for him to like work with restaurants, whatever. I do feel like it's for people to be like, you went to the wrong chopped cheese place, blah, blah, blah. It's like, he's one guy. Yeah. He's getting, I mean, he has 50 million followers or whatever. 15. 15. He has 15 million followers. He's getting. That's an more enorm- than a state population. Yeah, like, he's getting an enormous amount of recommendations. The city is huge. There's also not, it's not like Philly where there are, like, those two cheesesteak places that are, like, mm-hmm. super famous or whatever. It's chopped like, cheese is like bodega food. Yeah. You, there's no, like, this is the place for chopped cheese. Exactly. It's really something that is available widely In everywhere. So for it's not like he's gonna get like the number one recommendation for a chopped cheese well, in the world. Like, well, there's a really famous like bodega, um, and they do it called it's called the Aki Way, mm-hmm. and it's again like they they have like you could do any sandwich or anything the Aki Way, and it's just like they'll slather cheese and those other things. But that is already so viral because mm-hmm. people are like, why didn't he go to Aki Way and why didn't he get it? And it's like. That man, the Akiway guy, which I'm not even yeah. sure if you if you know, but like that guy already is immensely famous. The reason you know about it and yeah. you're commenting is that it's already viral. So if and people are already going to that restaurant like crazy. So if he told everyone to go to this bodega that is already so famous, yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, that's like, not like what he he's looking again to find smaller, really good restaurants that could use the bump. Mm-hmm. So. With that, there are so many restaurants in the city that fit the bill for that, for a chopped cheese, that it's just like... Yeah, it's impossible. And, as I was saying, I do feel differently that he had the salmon chopped cheese to knowing that he ordered all the other stuff and he had the traditional. It's just someone recommended it to him and it was a part of what he tried. That does make me feel different. I feel like he did do his due diligence. Because I feel, I was like, no, it would be insane if he's like, I'm going to try this restaurant's food, but I'm going to get it with Well, I watched the whole video. Some people just heard about the salmon chopped cheese and like, you need to try the regular. And then also, again, and I saw you scoff at this during Mm -hmm. the video, but people were like, why'd you get a chopped cheese at all? Like, in their, you know, their argument is that Keith Lee is coming to New York City. There's Nepalese food. There's Thai. There's all kinds of cuisines. Why would you just get like a kind of variation of a cheeseburger? But to go back to why I shared the facts in the mm-hmm. beginning, he is always gonna go to some everyman palette, quote unquote. Yeah. Like it is cool that there's like a random dumpling spot that has like oxtail dumplings in flushing that is underground and all that stuff. But again, his whole thing is for people like a quote unquote accessible American palate. And they're just not going to be as, ex- or that's not his specialty is to get like the weirdest food item in the whatever part yeah. of town. Like, and there are goes- creators that do that. Like of there course. are people who are going to do that, but that's number one, not what he's doing. And number two, like it is, a, if you're saying like, I want to sample cuisine that is, specific to New York or, like, special from New York. Yeah. That is, like, yeah, a huge... I mean, it is a New York food yeah. staple that is available in every bodega. Like, could he have also gone to... I, I don't know all the restaurants that he went to, but 
it, I think it would be appropriate to go try a bunch of different types of cuisines because that's also what's special about the food scene in New York. But to say, like, why did you get a chopped cheese at all is, like, because he came to New York and he's yeah. sampling the food of New York. Yeah. So, it his experience was so bad that he ranked New York, like, in the top ten, of, like, or the cities that he uh, visited in 2023. New York was just above Atlanta. And we already know how Atlanta was, so that was not good. Yeah, wow. I mean... But based on customer service, he also had a a lot of other complaints with customer service, but it's also like, okay, you're just... It's just different culture. Like, it's not, like, whatever. Yeah. So, so in Keith Lee versus New York City, you're pro-Keith Lee. Keith Lee has one. And you know I love my city. Yeah. I've lived here 11 years. I, I want to I wanna stay here for the rest. I want to have my fucking kids here. I, I don't. I, I do come down on the side of Keith Lee. I don't think that he did anything wrong. Yeah. And I will say that he even acknowledged the text on the video was like, this is not all New Yorkers. It's not even people who actually live here it's just the comments and stuff whatever so i think new york discourse anything involving new york anything about new york gets cookie online yep people have a new york brings up a lot of feelings Mm -hmm. for natives and people who have never stepped foot here oh yeah alike it it signifies so many things to so many people that it, listen, it's going to be contentious. I learned that when I had a wedding in New York. Oh, my God. I learned people have all kinds of feelings about this city, and they're not, oh, fun. No. Well, Elise, let's go to our next controversy, mm-hmm. which is Keith Lee versus the Bay Area. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So we'll head over to Keith Lee's visit to the Bay Area. Okay. After weeks of hyping up a food tour to the Bay Area, saying, I'm going to go to the Bay Area. Please give me your recommendations. For the first time ever, Keith Lee cut his visit short (gasps) and returned home early. And now we're going to see why. Wow. Unfortunately, the Bay Area stop on the Keith Lee and family food tour is officially over prematurely, and we're going to get straight into it. Let's talk about it. There are a few reasons why, as a family, we decided to end the food tour short. But before I get to that, I truly want to say, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every single bit of love. The people of the Bay were absolutely amazing, and I'll never forget the hospitality and the love. Sorry. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, the Bay Area stop on the Keith Lee and family food tour is officially over prematurely, and we're going to get straight into it. Let's talk about it. There are a few reasons why, as a family, we decided to end the food tour short. But before I get to that, I truly want to say, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every single bit of love. The people of the Bay were absolutely amazing, and I'll never forget the hospitality and the love that y'all showed me. Reason number one, I truly don't believe the Bay is a place of tourists right now, and that's what I was, a tourist. The people in the Bay are just focused on surviving. That's the business owners, the locals. The amount of tents and living structures and burnt-up cars that we saw people living in was shocking to say the Before we went, people was comparing it to Gotham City. Now, I might not agree, but I understand where it's coming from. But I can't harp on it enough that the people are amazing. It's just an environment. And as an outsider, I wish the city would step in. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they've been trying. But just from the outside looking in, it don't seem like it was much city interference. Reason number two, and this is in no particular order. We went to a lot of restaurants. Popular restaurants, not popular restaurants, mom and pop shops. And this is the first city where I have over six videos that I don't feel comfortable with posting. Because nothing about my experience was constructive. And nothing that I said was constructive. I've always been big on honesty. I've always been big on transparency. But I've never been big on completely tearing down anybody. And I feel like those six videos only doing that. And I've always said, I'm at 
absolutely best to do this, but it does take a lot of money. It does take a lot of resources to do. At the moment, everything comes out of pocket. So when we had that many restaurants that we couldn't do anything with, that was just another deciding factor. Number three, and probably the most important, I had to go to the hospital because I had an allergic reaction to one of the meals I had. This restaurant in particular cooked a plethora of meats, including shellfish. My family specifically asked if they cooked it on the same grill. They said yes, but they would clean it. The second I ate it, I blew up like a balloon. I had to get some steroids and some allergy medicine and it cleared right up. But it was a health concern nonetheless, and that was another reason why we decided to go home. I also think the Bay wasn't the target audience for what it is that we do. 90% of restaurants that the locals said had great food was already booming, and the people from the Bay are a loyal community. So if your food is good, the line gonna be out the door already. And then again, we went to some of those restaurants and I wasn't a huge fan. And even if I did like all of the food at the busy spots, that's never been my MO to just go to busy spots. So those are the reasons why we decided to cut it short. But nonetheless, some amazing things did happen while we were there. Chef Green's was one of the restaurants that I went to and he had a new segment the day after we left. God is amazing. Mama T's also joined that category with a new segment the day after we left. God is amazing. And one of the places that we went that I didn't get a chance to post was the highlight of our trip. The name of it was Luxurious Cuisines. Customer service is absolutely amazing. And the food wasn't too far off of that. We went in as a family and we left for a $2,000 tip. So the trip itself wasn't all in vain. And again, I appreciate every single person that I met. I want to stress, it is not normal for us to go to restaurants, not like it, and not post it. Any other time we ran into the situation, I've always had some kind of constructiveness to say. This was just different. And again, I'm always going to be transparent. I'm always going to be honest. Thank you again to everybody in the Bay Area. We'll be headed to the next spot soon. God bless you. Have an amazing day. I'll be safe. <gasps> okay. Wow. I was, I was, sh- I, the, the levels of what happened there. I was like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> he went to the hospital. They gave him shellfish. They almost killed Keith Lee. They almost killed Keith Lee. Elise, what say you about that video reactions, thoughts? Wow. Well, so one thing I will say is that I've literally never been to the Bay Area, so I cannot speak to... I've been pretty... Yeah, so I would say you're more of an expert on the Bay Area than Mm -hmm. I am. So I can't speak to the veracity of anything he was saying, other than that I I do think he went to the hospital. (laughs) It seems like he did go. Uh, I do feel like he delivered... It's just funny that he creates so much controversy, and I guess that's just what giving your opinions to this many millions of people is going to do, no matter how you deliver it. But I do feel like he's very respectful in the way that he presented the information. Yeah, and he communicates very uh, effectively and efficiently. Yes, and he did still shout out a couple of restaurants. Like The places that he had good experiences are still getting featured in the video. Um. I imagine a lot of people had a lot to say about the kind of like safety, uh, yeah. si- the the first point where he's like, there's yeah, a lot of homeless people, basically. It's, it's so California, just in general as the whole state, has an issue with homelessness. I will say that unlike... New York has an issue with homelessness, but I feel like because the weather is so extreme here mm-hmm. in New York, and even in Florida, like, there's going to be homeless people in every city, but I feel like California, when I would go to California, it's different, um, it's different because, and I wonder, you know, and the, the it's speculated that it's, like, because of the mild weather. Like, people can yes. really camp out and be out, all, you know, all year, so, you know, and it's not like as you, whereas Florida is like uh, hot as fuck or and then in New York, it's like below it gets yeah. freezing. Well, here. to that point, there are it, it definitely is partially because of the mild weather, mm-hmm. because in and I think there's like scientific 
whatever, scientific, mathematical, statistical research behind this. In a city like New York, in a city like Florida, I remember talking to a friend who lives in Montreal that, like, Montreal basically does not have a homeless, unhoused population because, especially in the, there's some sort of program where it's, like, in the winter, they literally have to provide housing to people or Mm -hmm. the regular residents of Montreal will be finding dead people because it's that cold. And that's kind of a similar thing in New York. Like, when it gets to a certain level, when the weather gets to a certain place, like, you have to put people in shelters and you have to have shelters for people. Yeah. Because, and so we have to have just a more robust shelter system because of that. Because people will die and then there are dead people in the city. So, but in California, you can survive. Not in a great way. People shouldn't have to survive in that way at all. But because you can survive in a tent city, they've been allowed to stay. Well, so exactly. It's like the mild weather plus the fact that there isn't really good homelessness. Homelessness is a really complicated issue. Um, And Whereas New York has, like, a minimum, because of what you said, the the shelter system and all that stuff, like, we at least do have beds. And there are paths for people to get housing. That just does not exist in the same Mm -hmm. scalable way in California. Like, what they do is they try to ship people off to different parts and all that stuff. And, And a lot of the homeless shelters have a lot of rules where you can't bring your pet, you can't bring your belonging, you can't this, you can't that, like... It's, again, this complicated issue, and there's been just almost no investment Mm -hmm. in. And then specifically with San Francisco, you know, all of these issues are coming to head with, like, the gentrification is out of control. Cost of living. The cost of living. Like, even when I was growing up, like, um, you know, Miami has gone up whatever in in price, but, like, it would always shock me. Like, even a three-bedroom house in California is, like, a million dollars, like, easy, um, and like, and not even that nice of an area, you know, it's just like, and then specifically with California where, or San Francisco, there's so many, like not in my backyard people that I was about to say, it's NIMBY. also a NIMBY issue because they, they refuse to build public you know, housing, public housing. They refuse to build apartment buildings that like can house more people. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like, I don't want, I don't want it blocking my view. Yeah. And it's like, which... okay, well then do you want to see a bunch of people who don't have homes like yeah so it's like those issues so there's not enough housing the housing is so expensive and like um you know again they're just not really creating solutions and then on top of that right you have to think what does it take to start a new restaurant like of course places like in minnesota or cheaper places with a cheaper cost of living um or just even more housing issues. Like, it's easier to start. I mean, in New York City, for example, like, you can start a restaurant. Like, my friends own a bar, and they had a countertop where they make arepas and, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Their friends, like, wanted to try this, rest- dip their toe into the restaurant thing, and they started with an arepa stand mm-hmm. and a taco stand and then whatever they grow and stuff. If you're already, like, battling, <laughs> like, trying to pay a house or trying to, you know... You're not going to, like, get risky because the thing is, starting a restaurant is a risky investment. It's one of the, risk, it, it's one of the like, highest failure rates of any type of new business mm-hmm. that you can start. It's what the bear is about. 
Well, uh, you know, like exactly. it's really hard to get a successful restaurant off the ground. And if you're already battling all of these other economic forces and you're probably fearing homelessness yourself in yeah. a way, like it's a lot easier to become unhoused homeless than it is to get back, like get a house again. I remember listening to, I think her name, Nithya Raymond. Do you mm-hmm. remember? She's yeah, like yeah, California, yeah. Southern city, California yeah. city councilwoman, I think. Yeah. I was listening to her on a podcast and she was basically saying that like once you lose housing, and then maybe this is specific to California, though I imagine it's like similar yeah. in other places. It but she I think she was speaking specifically to California. It is almost impossible to get back into housing. Like once it's gone and you're done it happened and you're out on the street and you're in that situation, because of how things are in California it is almost impossible for you to get back because for you to get a new place, yeah. you have to have all rent, of this rent. And guarantee, all of- credit. Yeah. Um, you need deposit. You need, if you want to get a job, you need an address. They yeah. Need, it's just it's so many things. Like so- once it happens, you're very fucked. So that's what Keith was saying was just like, this isn't a place for tourists. Like people who, places that, there are not many new places that need help. Ones that, like, are bad, like, he would just be bringing bad press. Again, we've talked about how he does not, you know, if he feels like something's not good, he'll be honest with it. But um, at a certain point, it's like, if you have nothing nice to say or nothing constructive yeah. or whatever. He seems to be, he's not going to lie. He's going to tell you what he thought, but it does seem that his goal is that he wants to do something positive and bring positivity. So I understand him being like, I didn't want to make a bunch of negative videos where I didn't have anything nice to say. Like, that's not what I'm about. And, and like, also, you know, it ruins people's lives when he gets, when he gives negative things. And again, like, the the state of the city and all that. So again, I, even when I went, I went to, my first time in the Bay Area was in 20... Like 2010 or maybe even 2011, mm-hmm. and even then there there's always homeless people there, um, but you know going now is just it's just completely different. Yeah. And again, like the tech boom doesn't help. Like none of these things are like help. And it w- it was weird to to see like the entire city, even people because again I, my best friends from there, um, and even knowing people that are like hippie or whatever like everybody works in tech it's just something that i've never experienced you know we're even in la everyone quote unquote works in so business some people work in music some people dance some people um are production some people this but like it was just weird how every single person has at least a part-time or whatever like job in tech it was just Tech yeah. has completely a, a chokehold, and it's not a place for people to raise families. So it's just, and even New York City, okay, maybe New York City is expensive, but like an hour up and an hour away, in any direction, things get a lot more affordable, and that's just not the case in in Northern California. So yeah, and I don't know. The thing is, New York is expensive, and there's a huge problem with the cost of living here, and there's a huge problem with people having to leave because of the cost of living here. But you also can find people making it work in this city on all kinds of different income yeah. levels. Where it does seem the the impression I get from the Bay Area is like it's pre- pretty much impossible to be there 
outside of tech, like you were saying. I mean, obviously, there are restaurant owners yeah. and people who work in stores and different stuff, like, and people who are teachers and, like, yeah. obviously, like, those jobs exist in the Bay Area. But I just feel like in New York, for as bad as it is, you can also find – there's. There's a lot of like resources and different There's stuff. There's a lot of in resources. Even There's... though if, if Eric Adams had his way, there would not be. There would not be. And there are but a lot of people are fighting. Still. There's a lot of rental protection. There's a lot of stuff out here to help people. But yeah. So um, in an article by Alan Ch- Chazaro, um, just, you know, basically mm-hmm. talking about like that the Keith Lee, this video um, really brought to surface a lot of shit that they've been dealing with. Um, and, um, Alan says, you know, his seeming dissatisfaction with the Bay Area wasn't even about the food. It was about our living conditions. I was born in the Bay to immigrant parents, raised in the Bay with Hella. Hella's a Bay Area slang. <laughs> I've heard Hella. Yeah. <laughs> with Hella types of friends, and I've seen a lot of shit. But you can tell me that right now in 2024, the Bay Area is a more overpriced, overcrowded, and unlivable than it has been at any other point in my lifetime. Even the food is outrageously expensive. And that doesn't exist in a vacuum. Check the housing prices. The other day, my dad genuinely asked me why don't I don't consider buying a mobile home for my family. Because it's, quote, still affordable. My wife and I have a son, and we both have master's degrees. We work tremendously hard as first-generation college graduates. And we can't afford much more than a room or two here. Many people here don't have the time to chase after the most trending meal. They don't even have regular access to meals period how many more people are living in tents how many more people living in tents do we have to pass by before we reach a collective tipping point i know i'm not alone in feeling a sense of dystopia even as a proud local neither is lee in feeling the in feeling that way as a curious outsider and his comments are bringing to light in a uh, bringing that to light in a compassionate way and then there's this guy who's in this Bay Area hip-hop group that I really like called Souls of Mischief. And he even chimed in, agreeing with Lee, and saying, like, this is not to be a doomsayer or be negative about the Bay, but I think we've gotten used to this shit, and it's not normal. And he just talks about, like, how he's been to major Latin American cities who are twice this that are twice the size of the Bay Area. And specifically, one in specific, he says, we have a 600% um, higher homeless rate than a quote developing nation. Yeah. You know? Um, so again, it's even locals that are reflecting it back. So, you know, again, he got a lot of shit and people are like, you didn't go to the right places or this and that, or you should have still stuck it out. But this specific visit was, yeah. Like, yeah, I think once again, I side with Keith Lee. He went to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, they didn't properly clean stuff. They didn't whatever. And he didn't even call them out because that would have, imagine if that would have gotten out. Yeah, and that, like, if he had called them out, I would have been like, well, yeah, that's actually really bad. If someone tells you I have a a shellfish allergy and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. And then you actually weren't. That's actually, that's not like your food was bad. That's like serious negligence for real you can like really hurt someone and so i wouldn't have even faulted him if he was like the one thing the one restaurant i am going to call out is the one that sent me to the hospital (laughs) but you know he's trying to be a good person yeah he doesn't that doesn't seem to be his ethos and for me this feels again 
Because he's not the first person to complain about homelessness. No. Fox News complains about homelessness all the time in San Francisco. And it got to the point where they, like, recalled a progressive politician because they felt like he wasn't tough enough on crime. And there's been a lot of talks about the crime and all this stuff. But, like, a lot of the ethos behind that has been, like, we don't want to see homeless people. Like, we need to get the, which is exactly you know, the Eric Adams approach. It's so crazy to me because, number one, to say we should arrest homeless people, right? It's crazy, yeah. You're housing them. Yeah. That means you're housing them. Yeah. So what if we skip the part where you fucking arrest them and ruin their life and make it so that they can't get jobs or whatever and just do the housing because guess what? You're literally arguing to pay for their housing already. Yeah. So you could just house them. And then, as an added bonus, you also won't see the people that you don't want to see because they're in a house. Yeah. Same as the jail situation. Yeah. So it's so funny to me when people try to act like policing homeless people is the solution when it's like, so you just, you want to house them, but you just want to do it mean. You just want to do it as shitty and mean as possible. Or they, no, they just want to send people to other towns. Like, they don't want to have to walk, you know, and be encountered with that every day. And all that, which, you know, to a certain extent, like, I, you know, I, I don't think that's a pleasant view for anybody, but, and also it's not pleasant to fucking be there. But I think with Keith, with Keith Lee's um, approach versus like a Jesse Waters on Fox News or something, yeah. it's not necessarily being like, ah, these homeless people are so disgusting. He didn't even show, like, he didn't show the, the 10 cities. He didn't show anybody's face. He specifically captioned, I don't know if you saw in the video, was like, I'm not going to show them out of respect and compassion. And I guess because it's from that angle of, and, you know, and it's also him being like, look, I'm from Detroit. I'm from Detroit. And when he goes to different cities, he goes to the hood. It's not like he's going to the nicest part of town or, or, or that he's not. And, you know, the hood, quote unquote, like, is very subject. You know, a lot yeah. of people say that, I have a problem when people are like, this is a bad neighborhood when it's just like people of color live there. Yeah. But for the most part, Keith Lee, you know, has seen, you know, the, the quote unquote bad neighborhoods in of, many, in yeah. many cities. And for him to say that, like, I think that is what helped this. And again, it's not really like a Keith Lee versus yeah. the Bay Area, but I'm like, this did start a dialogue. Um, with about homelessness in San yeah. Francisco, that's not even a new issue. But it's like what was different about this thing, and it was like it's this guy who approached it with compassion. Yes, and all of that. Yeah, he's definitely. I do not get from that video that he was like, "Ew, gross! Yeah. Look at all these gross people." I think that he was like, "I'm saddened by what I'm seeing here. This isn't right. This isn't good. I haven't seen that. I've been traveling the United States. I haven't seen this anywhere else. And, like, it, it seems like it made him sad. Yeah. Like, that he found it depressing. Yeah. Which is, a, I think, pretty normal response. When, when I've been on the West Coast and I've seen some of the tent cities and stuff, that's how I felt. Is I'm like, yeah. that's really sad. It's and really I, sad. It is, it is shocking to see when you're coming from a place where that's not the situation. And it is sad, and it really makes you think, and I think that's what happened to Keith Lee. Well, let's go to our final... Wow. Our final... Um, our final stop? Our final stop on the Keith Lee bus. So, now we have Keith Lee versus Sweetly Seasoned. 
this is the one that has made it to my FYP, but I, out of respect for the research Millie was doing, yeah. I swiped away. Stressed me out doing this. Finally, in the latest installment of the Keith Lee controversy, six days ago, Keith Lee posted a video where he visited a Dallas food truck run by Chef Kim Verrett. Viverette. I need to like pronounce, especially if I'm trying to be a substitute teacher, I really should pronounce <laughs> these names better. A Milwaukee transplant. Lee recently shared that Dallas would be the 11th stop on his Keith Lee and family food tour. New to the city, Viverette, the owner of Sweetly Seasoned Food, had been struggling to get customers since she hadn't had much success marketing the food on her truck. You know, and her son came on and her son was really like, Listen, we're so new to, to Dallas. And again, this is like a good example of like why other food cities have more like, you know, mm-hmm. Dallas isn't as expensive to like start up a restaurant as it is in fucking Bay Area. So, yeah. yeah. So she, so he was like, listen, my mom needs help. Like, we don't know anybody in Dallas. Like, we still use this GPS to get around. Like, we are not familiar. So when she learned the food critic was making his way like many local businesses, her and her son, again, were reaching out, posting videos to get his attention. They wanted the Keith Lee effect. Yeah. Again, uh, Keith Lee, so Keith Lee went and gave a lot of meals a high rating, um, which is good. Yeah. And after the taste test, he went to go speak to the chef, which he does when um, he likes a meal. Do you think this went well, Elise? I mean, it seems like it didn't. Okay, well, on January 31st, content creator Sherelle Hodge posted a video. And Sherelle, I guess, was is friends with the son of the owner. Okay. And she wanted to volunteer her time to help, like, start up this business. She's a, She also is a very popular content creator, not on Keith Lee level, but she, like, is a braider, and her, her, her uh, brother is a barber. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, volunteering to help this woman out in her food truck. So she posts this video. It's really long. I don't think we're going to watch. What's up, y'all? I bet you're wondering how we got here. Well, let me tell you. So a lot of y'all know yesterday I got to meet Keith Lee. Great. Congratulations. I'm still humbled by the experience. Like, I am ecstatic. Blessings to your family. I really appreciate you. But now this is where the downfall comes in. A lot of y'all was on my live when he said this. I see y'all giving out haircuts. <laughs> And granted, everything was cool, right? Me being me and thinking everybody else is going to have the same genuine heart as me, I charged him $4,000 on his car, meaning all the money went to the food truck in hopes that she would do what she needed to do, right? wrong so after everything had died down mind you on top of him tipping four thousand dollars this man left an extra eight hundred and eighty six dollars to feed everybody else that was coming right right but this is where she went wrong i'm in the truck mind you i'm a worker this is your business so i'm doing what you say she tell me after this person which is the third person that you got to start charging again Hmm? Now it's one thing when he say I'm leaving this for free and for somebody to come and order like one of everything on the menu and try to get both desserts and drinks and shit. Like, yeah, you can put a limit on that. But if this man left you almost a thousand dollars, why the fuck did you stop handing free food out after the third person? Hmm? 
Make it make sense. So, all right, everything was cool. It was time to close down. You know, my friend done ran to the store. He helping his mom. He coming out of his pocket with his own money. And I looked at her, and I was like, so... Keith Lee literally just spent $5,200 with you. She was like, girl, I know I'm so excited. Like, before I got on here, I was broke. And before y'all come for me talking about don't be releasing no personal information, it got personal when you played with my baby brother. So everything was cool, calm, and collect, right? She told me, she said, look, I just want to let you know it'll be about a day or two before you guys get your money. I work with Square. I've been running my business for the past four years with Square, so I know exactly how it works. But if you've been running this business for years, your money going to clear the next day. Correct? So this morning we got up. Mind you, I'm thinking I got to go back to help her because yesterday you ain't have nobody that wanted to work for you. You get what I'm saying? So my friend had me come and help you and then my brother was really only out there but you somehow trying to make it seem like my brother was giving free haircuts when he was posting flyers with his pr prices on them. Come on. So then I wake up today. People hit me up talking about we want to make your menus. We want to make your flyers. Da, 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 da. My main thing was I'm not the face of this company. You get what I'm saying? I'm not the face of this company, but I can put you in contact. If you go through my comment section, you will definitely see where I'm tagging her business over and over and over because people thought it was my shit. So I hit her this morning was like, Kim, you have workers today? Also, there's a guy who's wanted to do your menu and flyers for you, so I'm sending him your number. Who is this? Sherelle. Yes, I have workers for today, and you can send me his info. Thank you. That was it. So I respond back. I will send you his Instagram, and did you see if your money cleared? You can keep the money that was left for me, but my brother is preparing to leave and go back home, and I'm unsure how he'll get it once he leaves. Granted, all I had to do was send it to her or she could have sent it to him, whatever. She said, please call me back so an agreement can be made. But before we even got to those messages, she called me and she was just like, well, I didn't invite your brother to come out there and cut hair. I didn't invite you. My son invited you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a thousand dollars to my son and he'll give y'all whatever it is he see fit out of there. Hold on, ma'am. Hold yep. on. Now, Yo. I get you a solid by no. saying I get money. When I opened my eyes this morning, I had a deposit. So, uh oh. So, just to recap, right? Wow. Chef Kim uh, was given $4,886. $2,000 was a tip that was supposed to go to her. $1,000 was for the braider, who's Sherelle, who was helping her mm -hmm. out. And $1,000 was the barber. And that's Sherelle's brother, who doesn't live in Dallas. He lives in Louisiana. And he came again to cut hair just so they could get, like, Cause it's in um to paint the picture, it was in like a parking lot of a strip mall. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, some people are getting their hair braided, some people are getting um their hair cut. We're gonna like start this commotion, and there's a food truck here and like a vibe. Yeah, it was right? kind of supposed to be like a whole. It, yeah, you're creating a vibe. You're creating you're a whole thing. You can yeah. get your fucking hair done. You can get good food. Keith Lee's coming. Yeah, et and then they said like. They, so Keith Lee gave him $1,000 to the barber with the specific instructions. And he says specifically in so, that video. So he can cut everyone's hair for free so he could give free haircuts for the rest of the day, right? And then um, $886 for everyone's meal. And Kim said no. So discuss. What do you think with, about that? That's really bad. Yeah. That's really bad. And it's really dumb of her. Well. Because, I mean, maybe there's extenuating information, but. If you've got Keith Lee, 15 million followers, Keith Lee, on video mm -hmm. saying, you have to give this to the barber, this is money for you to do free meals, mm -hmm. like, it is not in your best interest yep. to not use the money for that those stated purposes, and it is also especially dumb 
to do that if one of the people has even a moderate following yeah. on social media. Yeah. I think legitimately anyone who said, I work at a restaurant or I was working with one of the Keithley restaurants and the person like the person in charge didn't distribute the money, that's going viral. Yeah. Anyone of who said that is gonna go viral, but to do it to someone who like also has a also following. has a following, you're dumb. And That's you dumb. Know, the rest of the video is like receipts, screenshots, everything, timeline, timeline everything, <laughs> fucking everything. Um, but it's you know, and and it's again like the woman said, you know, Sherelle the braider says like the only like my posting on live is what got Keith Lee like. My following is what got Keith Lee, and also that you could keep my money. Yeah, and whatever. It makes people dumb. Greed makes people Because that's dumb. really, like, you literally just took all, as to use Keith Lee's terms, you took all of those blessings. Yeah. And you now squandered them because I can only imagine this is not yeah. going well online for well, Chef Kim. Well, the owner and her son both doubled down in multiple videos saying Not that good. Keith Lee said, quote, we could divvy up how, divvy it up how, however they said. And the I owner didn't. was like, the owner's argument was like, look, I've used my own money. I've worked really, really hard to get this done. I don't even know you guys. Like, you guys aren't entitled to this money that Keith Lee gave me. But like, he says in the video well, that it's supposed to go to the barber. But that's what she's saying. So, obviously, people are pissed. People are pissed with the owners. They got a, a barrage of hate comments. They got so many bad reviews. It got so crazy that the phrase blocked blessings was trending on both Twitter. And it's, and it's again, this thing of like, you have this blessing, like, you are squandering all of this over really two thousand dollars. Yes. Or, or twenty-eight, depending on like if you want to count the, the way the, people the... with money will hold on to two thousand dollars. Hey, Millie. Well <laughs> <laughs> Well Well That's an inside joke that in the tell all will say. Anyway, before we get sued. Um <laughs> But exactly. Um, so, <laughs> you're such an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the you know, and it's just like, you blocked the Keith Lee effect. Yes. Because, like, for $2,000, like, that's so short-sighted. It's so short-sighted because being like, I put all my money into this, like, you were going to make it back. Mm -hmm. Every, every, all signs pointed to, you could have given those people their money and you would have made it back. Triple. Triple. In and a few days. Like it would have and it would have continued and yeah. it would have put and you on gotta, a really yeah. good path. And instead, now you're trending for this and your name is associated with this and it's not good. Yeah. So the name is sweetly seasoned, right? Mm -hmm. But the backlash has been so bad that a food truck in another part of Texas called Season Street Food oh, no. has been getting 300 no. to 500 calls a day. No. And they said, listen, we went to bed on Thursday. When we went to bed on Thursday, oh, no. we had five stars. And on Friday, it went down to three stars. This is our catering company. We've invested all of our money into this. And the couple had to try to clear up confusion 
by hosting multiple pop-up events, updating their website, and even making shirts that say, we are not sweetly seasoned. Oh, there was, no. There, they were featured on local news, and they were like, the local news was talking about the debacle, and as the news cameras were there talking to them, they got, they had to reject multiple calls being like, this is not sweetly seasoned. Can you set, like, a... They have to send an outgoing message that's like, hello, if you are yeah. calling because you think this is sweetly seasoned, it's not. Well, We're a different business. Please, well, God, stop. In, in the defense of the Keithley fans, um, when you Google sweetly seasoned, the first thing that comes up <laughs> is seasoned, or, or seasoned street food. Damn. So... When the Google results when come Google back to bite yeah, you, they paid come to be the first result, and yeah. now it's coming to hurt you. But damn, that would suck to that... be like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my God, this has literally nothing to do with us. And this guy's like, I answer the phone and someone's like, yeah, uh, are this is this the woman from the video? And the guy was like, what? And they're like, we think your food truck should blow up. And he's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, no. So finally, Elise. In a video with 21 million views, Oof. Keith Lee addresses this controversy. Oh I think we should God. watch those. To be honest, there's not much to talk about, but there are a few conflated and confused things that's going around about the situation. So let's talk about them. Three days ago, me and my family went to Sweetly Season Food Truck. Number one, nobody had any idea we was coming. They found out we was in Dallas like everybody else found out we was in Dallas because we was posting videos in Dallas. So in hopes of us coming, they had t-shirts made and they was on live all day. So me and my family went in cahoots with none of this. We was all under the impression that they were a team and this was a normal routine for them. The barber being there, the braider being there, family being there, a lot of people being there. This is our first time here. We are customers. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Number two, I was never under the impression that haircuts was free. Again, my family was watching the lives. We knew that he was cutting hair for $40. So when we walked up and I said, I want to get $1,000 to the barber to do free haircuts and $1,000 to the braider to braid hair, it was because in the original video, the son said it was slow due to marketing. That's marketing. God willingly, after we post a video, there will be a line out the door. If there's a line out the door and there's a barber and a braider doing hair while people are waiting, that's marketing. So again, it's in a hood. You play some music, you cutting hair, you braiding hair, you're all sitting out, mm -hmm. you're having fun. It's a parking lot barbecue. So again, we don't know the behind the scenes if they knew each other, if they didn't know each other. And the reason why I didn't pay everybody individually, the interaction that you see looked longer than what it was. It was really only like a five minute interaction. Within that five minutes, 30 to 40 people pulled up. They was pulling up in droves. That parking lot was getting deep, fast. And for me and my family's safety in general, I don't ever carry cash around. And nine times out of 10, if we tip, we always do it through the POS system. And even if we wanted to do it a different way, Zelle and Apple Pay wasn't an option because it was four or five people at the same time on live. So for safety reasons, they wouldn't be able to say their phone numbers or their personal information out loud. And as far as them taking my phone and putting their number in on Zelle themselves, I wouldn't hand them my personal phone to nobody. So the POS system was the option that made the most sense. I learned through this journey that sometimes it's deeper than the food, it's deeper than the marketing, it's deeper than the customer service. And this is one of those cases in my opinion. Sweetly Season got a lot to figure out and I thank God in advance that they do figure it out. The last thing I'm gonna touch on is the sun is misconstruing something that I said and I don't appreciate it. After I said out loud in detail what we deemed the money to be used towards, I also said y'all can divvy it out how y'all feel necessary. Meaning after the money hits because it's a POS system, it don't hit the same day. Y'all can send it out through Apple Pay, through Zelle, through Cash App, through Check, through Cash, however y'all feel necessary to spread it amongst the team. I thought and I still think that that's a very clear statement, but it's being misconstrued, in my opinion, intentionally misconstrued, that I see it and the mom and the son can say who get the money and who don't get the money. <laughs> 
Keith Lee did tell her to distribute the money how she felt necessary. I never said that. Regardless of what was going on behind the scenes, I felt on my heart to do what we did. So for the mom to go on the back end and disregard where my heart was at and what I felt like God was telling me to do in that moment and distribute the money how she felt necessary is 100% wrong in my opinion. I see the memes and I see the jokes, but I am not in the business of shutting businesses down. Her actions did not sit right with y'all and her customer base. That resulted in the situation that she in today. We just ate the food and left a tip. I pray in advance that everybody in this situation stays safe. That's my biggest concern. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. God bless you. Have an amazing day. I'll be safe. Well, I mean, you shouldn't lie on Keith Lee. You should. That's lie one on thing Keith I'm Lee. gonna I'm gonna say right now is that you should not be out here lying on Keith Lee. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that was bad. It was bad. Um, so I watched this other video by this celebrity black chef called Chef Brian, and he said like he reached out to the the kid you know the kid or you know Trey the the son that was in the video and he basically called him in and he had like a a, a dialogue with him and he's Love like it. look like this these people aren't bad people they're just misguided and all this because it is like and like a lot of people are using this as symbolism in the black community of like people you know like trying crabs in a barrel is what people say all the time with black people like. No one wants to elevate anyone. We're all trying to tear each other down. Like, I don't know how I feel about, like, that specifically, but it's just an interesting... It it does bring up, like... And <laughs> this guy made this sermon, which connected both the, the TikTok removing music or mm -hmm. the WMG music thing yeah. and this of, like, people are blocking their own blessings. And, again, like, you are so short-sighted. And, again, like... WMG because they want a few pennies yeah. of a stream. They're they're taking away this vehicle for free marketing that would have helped them in the long run. And again with this money because this woman wanted two thousand dollars. Um, you know she is ruining you know everything in the long run. So anyway, cause so Chef Brian had this whole thing. Um, said he talked to her. He's like they're not bad people. They were just misguided. Whatever. I talked to the kid for an hour and then. You know, he's like, the kid was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I just, I don't know how it got. Like, we fucked up. We this and that. And then Chef Brian was like, you should tell people. Like, you should make a yeah. real statement. And he did. And um, I don't know if you want to watch the video, but it was really, you want to watch yeah. the video? Yeah, yeah, let's see it. Okay. Well, give me one second. Okay, and here's the apology uh, from the son of Sweet Sweet Season. Ignorant Trey. Ignorant Trey. <laughs> At Ignorant name. Trey. It's, it's all fun and games when you call yourself a good I'm going to start this video off by apologizing to Keith Lee. He is someone that I looked up to for so long. I would never intentionally flip his words to work in my favor. I genuinely thought when he left the money for free haircuts that it was for free haircuts, not just to give to the barber. So I can accept as a man that I was loud and wrong, and I apologize. Once Keith Lee made his response video, my mom immediately sent the money to the barber that was originally there. I also reached out off camera to provide a sincere apology. So since now we all got a clear understanding of what Keith Lee wanted, we are taking the initiative to do what's right. This Friday, February 9th, between 1 and 5 p.m., we will be hosting a family and fun community event. We have reached out to a master barber here in Dallas who will be providing quality haircuts, as well as we will be giving out meals to the first 20 customers in line, 
as well as free fried rib samples for everyone to try. As we take the step to make things right, I only have one request. Can you guys please stop with the threatening phone calls and harassing at my mom's home and place of business? Her address has been leaked and just nobody deserves that. Everybody makes mistakes. I humbly and graciously thank you all for a second chance to make things right. Um, I hope to see you all at the event. If there's anything else that we can do to make things right, please feel free to let me know. I'm committed to earning the trust of the community again. Hey. Hmm. You know, I don't think it was bad. I don't think that his mom should be being harassed or doxxed or threatened. I do still feel like there was this twinge of like, well, now that we know what he actually yeah. wanted. And I'm like, you knew what he wanted. Like, it doesn't make sense to me when he's like, I thought when he said that he was giving it to, we didn't know that when he said he, it was for free haircuts to give it to the barber. And I'm like, well, then how else, who else, why would it go to you? Yeah. Like, I why mean, would why would it go to you? And then it's like, now that we know what he wanted, we sent the money to the barber. And it's like, it took a long, like, I mean, not a long time, I imagine, but like two or three days. It yeah, took a couple of days, days, and you only did it because Keith Lee came out yeah. and said something, and also like came at you personally. Yeah, and used your your video. Yeah, so I just feel like I don't think anybody should lose their business or whatever, but they fucked up bad, and I don't know if that apology fully exonerates. <sighs> I feel like it was a good apology because they acknowledged what they, or I guess they acknowledged like that they fucked up yeah. and they took responsibility and they're trying to make it right by this community event. I don't know what's going to happen um, when they do it, but I guess, you know, my understanding, they probably like, they thought they could get away with it. They yeah. thought that they could get away with not paying these people and they didn't. And then they backtrack and yeah, like. It didn't work. And whatever. Do I think, like, I feel like they're sorry now. Uh, I certainly think they're sorry they're now. They're sorry now. And they didn't, yeah, they didn't expect and all this stuff. And Keith Lee's had to, it's just, like, so sad because I'm, like. Blocked blessings 100%. Because. Blocked blessings, yeah. That went, that backfired badly. And it's so sad because it's, like, you got the thing you wanted. Money, like, yeah. you literally got it. He came. He posted you. Yeah. He gave you the big bonus. Yeah. Like, you got all of it and then just fumbled you know, the bag. And the said. sermon, the sermon that I, um, that I, you know, sermon, I'm using it, like, lightly, but the sermon that ties everything together is just basically, like, you have to do the growth. It touched my soul. And I'm like, yeah. you have to do the growth of yourself, of your of your personality to be in the right space mentally to accept the things that you've been working hard for. Yes. You know, because if you're not in that place, you can block your own blessings and all this stuff, but you have to be right. It was just greed. Like it was literally just greediness that made yeah. them do that. And it's bad. Like that is going to stay on their Google search results for a long yes. fucking time. It's not, it's very bad. That is bad. And a, one community event where you give out free food is not going to fix it. I think it's nice that they're doing that. Yeah, I think it's, again, the first step. 
Maybe if they do it every week or I don't know. I know. It's like you're going to actually probably have to go in the hole and to get your reputation back so that you can try to get people liking your food, like just get a good reputation for your food in general because it seems like he liked the food enough to like get. So it's like you're literally going to have to now spend more of your own money to get the word out about how good your food is to try to overcome this situation. Now, this is where I didn't know. This is where I learned something. But people were like, um, oh, I should have known, like, they were going to be like that once I heard they were from Milwaukee. Like, once I knew this was Milwaukee people, I should have known that they were extra savage. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, I didn't even know they were from. And it started this whole little, like, thing about, like, how people from Milwaukee are the most savage people <laughs> and cutthroat and all this shit, which That's is very so funny. funny. I'm like, I didn't know this stereotype about people from Milwaukee. But. That, well, I guess my husband's from outside Milwaukee, yeah. and I would not say that I get a savage vibe, <laughs> uh, but maybe I, just, maybe I don't know I'm in a place of business, you well, know? I've never done business with my in-laws, well, so maybe they would be cutthroat. Exactly. Well, okay. Elise, how do you feel overall about Keith Lee? I feel as strongly as ever about Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. I think that Keith Lee is doing his best out here. I think that he's a force for positivity. Yeah. And uh, I think that being that viral and that influential is hell. Yeah. I think that it's a nightmare. And I'm really glad. There are times where I say, God, if only I had 15 million followers and a bunch of money, well, it would help. More followers, more problems. And that's what we're finding. Because this man is just trying to go around and rate restaurants. Yeah. And, and you know, you get people yelling at you to rate restaurants, yelling at you to rate the self tanner. Everyone yeah, wants to give, you, give, give. Yeah, exactly. Take, take, take. It's that level of virality online and fame, I do not covet. Yeah. Um, you just want enough followers that maybe you can have a job. So. Yeah, I'd like to have enough followers where I'm getting some free stuff. I know. And you can get it already on TikTok Shop. I saw all you need is 5,000 followers. I, yeah, like, if I'm doing, like, paid partnerships, that, you know, like, where you're or, getting, yeah, like. The link. Yeah, I'm saying. You can yeah. turn your shit, but you can do that now. I could do it. I could do it. Because you have 15,000. I'm at 17, baby. Oh, 17. Sorry. 17. These these Twilight videos, the kids love them. Crazy. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, that was our Keith Lee update episode. Wow. Have to do one in another three months. Yeah, I think that Keith Lee is going to become this man, even uh, though he's well-meaning. I think he's going to become like a supporting character in the Go Touch Grass universe universe. for sure, because he's already come up twice. Yeah. Keith Lee, BBLs. These are topics that are coming up again and, and again, again and again. again. Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups, yeah. 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 So watch this space. Watch the space. All right. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. listening. And remember, go, go touch, touch grass. grass.